Tom Jordan, audiobook narrator, voice actor, coming to you from my mobile studio here, mobile mobile video uh, studio. Here's something I haven't talked about in a really long time, um, and I think it's worth revisiting for those of you that are fledgling or wannabe audiobook narrators, or just new to the game and have some questions about how ACX works and how to find and do some research for ACX titles. So let's get right into that. So when you're researching ACX titles, let's say you find one that you like. Looks good. There's good cover art. Don't discount how important cover art is. Um, it looks like a legitimate title. Um, and it fits the vocal tone and style that you're looking for, the genre, and all those good things. Where do you go from there? Let's say all those boxes are checked. You click on the link that takes you to view this title on Amazon, and you look at the book. And you click on the author and you look at the reviews. Now, if the book is has been out for three years and there's six reviews for it, even if they're all five stars, chances are um, book's not selling all that great. The person's not making much, if anything, off of that book. Now, you can leave comments below if you think that that's wrong, but it's a really good indicator. On the other hand, if it's been up there for two months and there's 1,500 reviews, somebody's doing something right. Now, it could have been that it's been out there and they've got a bunch of beta readers, but if they do, the chances are they've got a good audience as well. So there's some momentum there, um, even if it's given away for free, um, even if the Kindle version's free, you know, um, 1,500, 1,500 reviews. We're talking, there's some action there. People are looking at this thing. What's the star review? Is it three stars? Three stars on uh, Amazon and on Audible is actually considered a negative review. It's not middle of the road. It's not a C. It's more like a C minus D plus. Um, does it have four or five stars? Those are the ones you're looking for. So average reviews after uh, 10 reviews or 15 or 20. If it's um, three, I'd, stay, I'd steer clear, three or below. If it's uh, four or five, not a bad thing to go with. Four and a half is fine. Great. So you look at that. You look at the author's other books. Do they have any other books out there? Is this the only book that they've ever done? And they've decided to go ahead and find a narrator. Nothing really wrong with that. Chances are you're going to have to work with them a little bit on catching them up to speed on what it's going to take to create the audiobook if they've never created one before. On the other hand, if they have a bunch of series, if they have other audiobooks out there. So you take that name of the author, Jane Doe. And you bring it over into Audible and you plug it in there. Let's see how many audiobooks are in their portfolio. Um, that author has 10 audiobooks. Now, let's say that the Amazon Kindle sales are really pretty strong. You're looking at quite a few reviews and the hundreds of reviews, maybe after books have been out for a year or two. Um, and uh, maybe a thousand reviews, something like that would be fantastic. But the Audible reviews are five reviews, 15, 21, um, for the same length of time that the book has been out there, the audiobook. That kind of tells you something, right? Kind of tells you that, one, they're not promoting the audiobooks to have reviews given to them as strongly as they should. They may not be promoting the audiobooks at all. They may be promoting the audiobooks just a little bit as an afterthought, but you should see some correlation between the sales in Amazon and the sales for the audiobooks, unless the audiobook narrator 
was not doing a great job unless they weren't doing well. So you look at the reviews for that too and you read the reviews. This is all the type of research you gotta do. I kind of find it fun. It's a little bit of detective work there to help you get the best title possible. It's also kind of interesting and fun when you start seeing everything clicking into place. Like if you look at the Audible reviews, and there's 150 reviews for this book, and it looks like it's really selling well, and it's four and a half stars, and the narrator did a great job, and, you know, that's pretty good stuff. Now, you go back to the author, and you plug their name into Twitter or X, see if they're still on that. That used to be a stronger indicator. So many people have dropped off that platform in the past year or two, so it's not as good of an indicator. Um, but you want to see social media engagement. Um, this is, by the way, I probably should have said this at the beginning, this is really applies more to royalty share than to per finished hour stuff, but or royalty share plus, which is something you should be going for. Um, but let's go ahead and say that uh, they've got a good social media presence. They've got um, um, Instagram, they've got Facebook page, and they're posting actively, and they've got responses actively. They're getting, you know a lot of responses to their posts, um, and they're posting on a regular basis, at least three to four times per week. Um, things about their books, new releases with links to their audiobooks as well, if they have them. So you're looking at all this stuff. Like if you're going to be doing a business with this person and you might be doing a series with them, you never know. You want to make sure that what they're doing on their end, as far as marketing goes, is going to be beneficial and match your efforts on marketing at your end or go far beyond what you're going to be doing for marketing. You're going to be doing what you can do. But as the author, their primary responsibility is to really get out there and market this thing um, on their website. And um, you do as much as you can as well. If you've got a Facebook business page where for your audiobook narration, you put it there, put it on your website, you know, advertise it. Um, again, royalty share stuff, right? So what about per finished hour instead of royalty share? What's the difference there? Well, I still advertise, you know, um, all the books that I do, regardless of whether they're royalty share or uh, per finished hour. Um, I like marketing. What can I say? So I'll put the book up there. Um, you don't, as a narrator, get codes if you're going through ACX and you're doing per finished hour, um, but you can point them to the author if, for, with the author's permission to get um, them, you know, to post the book. Try to get them to be as active as possible within reason. You know, you can't, um, when they're doing royalty share, you can't force an author to do marketing, but that's why you do all of your legwork up front. Do all your research, do all of your marketing research. Social media stuff, how long have they been engaged in social media? How many books have they published that they've advertised on social media? All these things. So if everything looks good, and you think it's going to be a fun project, you think it's going to be something that you can do, you think that it's going to be um, something that will pay you what you're asking for, what you're worth, then go for the project, you know? Um, the biggest mistakes a lot of people make when they're first starting out is they dive right into ACX after they get a few samples up there. They don't do that type of research. They grab a title that looks good because the cover art is good or it just happens to be a title that sounds good. They do a little bit of reading, you know, read within from Amazon. They read the um, they read the audition script and then they just accept the author right off offer right away because, hey, I've got an offer. I better accept it. And then it turns out that, uh, yeah, it just sits there because you decided to do a royalty share, a royalty share plus, and there is no momentum whatsoever on the um, author's uh, side 
on the rights holder's side to promote the audiobook. And so you're doing what you can do, but there's only so much you can do. And the audiobook, you have four sales in the first month. Let's say you've got 12 sales in the first month. It drops down to four in the next month. I mean, you're making $2.20 per audiobook sold. Uh, that's not a lot of money for all of your hard-earned, all of your work that you put into it. That's what I know. Ask more questions. Put them in the comments. Let me know what you think. Head on over to Tom Voiceover. Dot com if you want to see what I've done and what I'm up to lately, and uh, also facebook.com slash tomvoiceover. I've got all kinds of giveaways for audiobooks and stuff there, too, if you're interested. So have a great rest of your day. Thanks for uh, watching this, and let me know what questions you have. Shortcast Club.